If you ever wanted to start your own business and learn that the one and only Martha Stewart and Jeff Bezos believed in you and your product, well, <laughs> that would make anybody's day. That's exactly what happened to my guest. Welcome to Live Your Best Life with Liz Bruner. With our world in such uncertainty right now, perhaps this woman's story and her products are needed more than ever. I'm honored to introduce my guest to you, Lee Rhodes. Lee, welcome to my podcast. Thank you. I'm a pleasure to be here. Lee is the founder and owner of a company in Seattle, Washington called Glassy Baby. Started in 2001, its primary product is a beautiful hand-blown glass votive candle. And Lee, these candles are so pretty. There's like 400 colors and they all have special names. Tell me about them. They're all handmade here in Seattle and we also have a hot shop in Berkeley. A hot shop is a place where glass blowers make glass. It takes four glass blowers, nine minutes to make each one. And every single glass of baby is different because at the end of the process, we do the old school glass blowing process where you pull the glass out and trim it with a scissor and then you finish it off. So every single one obviously gets pulled out and finished differently. So you can line up 11 glasses maybe the same color and they will all light differently when you put a candle in them. Oh, wow. And these are highly skilled glass blowers doing this kind of work. I just can't even imagine. It takes nine minutes just to make one of them. And I know that these candles have a special purpose. And the idea to make them came out of a very challenging time in your life. It's 1995. You just had your third child and you're told you have lung cancer. Now, starting a business would not be front and center, I don't think, on most people's minds. Share with us how this idea came to you, Lee. Well, I mean, <laughs> that seems like so long ago now, thankfully. The idea, it just was an experience that happened to me, and that's what a, really truly a glassy baby is. It was a couple years later, and I was starting up a new round of chemotherapy, and someone gave me a little glass vessel, tiny little thing that they'd hand-blown, I dropped a tea light in it as I was lighting the kitchen island to have dinner with all the kids and things. And it lit up and it was a little hand-blown cup that I think someone had used it so I could take pills with it, but I just put a candle in it and it lit up. And that was the beginning of Glassy Baby because that moment I saw the light come from that little cup, colored cup, and the little candle flickering around inside and that light just touched me. Truly the experience, I can remember it to this day, the experience of the first time seeing a glassy baby that had a tiny little candle in it. It was so moving. How did you come up with the name though, Glassy Baby, out of all of that? I'm curious. Well, I mean, had I known we were going to be enormous, I never would have, <laughs> I probably would have given it more thought. We ended up making more after that and then people wanted them. And so we spread them around our community for people to like kind of in honor of me. People would drop, you know, instead of dinners or food or carpooling help or anything, this is my third time going through treatment. And so at that point, I'm sure all my friends were tired of it too. We spread them out around the community and people would drop a tea light into the little cup for me. That was the beginning of the language of the little glassy baby. Everyone would light it at their house and say a little hello to me or get well or feel better or this is how horrible my day was. And it was just a really wonderful community build for us. So amazing. And, you know, you, as you talked about your third time going through chemo, I mean, you had seven years of dealing with lung cancer and you're starting a business. So how does one thrive when you're going through all of that? How do you thrive in a business? And you admit you don't have a business background. We started out because truly these worked for me. The little 
candle and the colored glass worked for me. And I was in the middle of chemotherapy and seeing so many people in the chemo room not coming to chemotherapy because they couldn't find childcare or they couldn't take any more time off work or they couldn't pay the $16 an hour to park and a myriad of other things, reasons why people wouldn't come to chemotherapy. And the thing about chemo is it's a protocol and you need to do it every time as best you can. Sometimes your counts are too low and you obviously can't get your chemo, but you need to try as best you can to make it every time. It was just an eye opener to me that not only were these, were most of the people in the chemotherapy room dealing with what I was dealing with, but they also had all this other basic needs layered upon the top. We just decided, you know, that it might be a good idea to share this experience, this little glass experience, and maybe give some proceeds away off of it to a fund so that people could pay to park. They could get a decent sandwich or a bowl of soup and not, you know, eat fast food. They could pay for a bus pass at $5.50. People's basic needs are real. And when they're not met, they can't do things like get chemotherapy. So that's kind of where it all started. And it started really, really small. I would go around Seattle and just drop off these collar rods at various glass blowers, and they would make them these little cups. At that point, anyone could make whatever cup they wanted. And then I'd sell them out of my garage. And it grew from there, but it really grew from the experience of the tea light in the glass. I mean, it's so amazing to me what little I actually have to do with this product and how I just am a, I'm a caregiver because I've really nothing to do with it. I just got to see it first. Uh, well, I have to imagine that it was pretty amazing when Martha Stewart and Jeff Bezos gave you their support and really kind of, I guess, launched you in some respects. How did you connect with them? And was this really that big break that you needed? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not great at taking advantage of any breaks, that's for sure. But so a really dear friend of mine, I live in Seattle and the other side of the lake is Bellevue. And a dear friend of mine was having a dinner party. And he said, hey, Lee, I'm having a dinner party and I want to put those little things you make down the middle of the table. <laughs> little and, I thought, and I thought, okay. And he was an early Microsoft fellow and just He's one of the people in the world that everything he touched, he made better. I lent him 16 with these boxes that 16 can go. And I took 16 over to his house and he and his wife put them down the middle of the table. And during the dinner conversation, a man was there who said, I'm going back to Martha Short's birthday tomorrow and I have no present for her. And so they said, well, let, here, just take, why don't you just take these? And everyone's commenting on the beautiful candles because they'd never seen them before. I mean, at this point, we hadn't made that many. You know, there were probably only 5,000 glasses baby out in the world, if that. He said, that's a great idea. They called me and said, may we pay for these 16? We're going to take them back. Charles Simone, he went back to Martha's birthday party and took these with him. And the next day, my phone rang. It was Martha Stewart herself. Oh my gosh. she said, I love these colors. I've circled a few. So some of our colors have varying degrees of, of the same color, or they have totally different colors in them. She had a color called Friendship that has this, this deep brown in the middle of it, and she said, I'm going to circle the color I want you to make for me and I'll order more. So I thought, oh my gosh, she circled, she FedExed that to me. I got it. We found a color bar that kind of matched that little brown stripe that she wanted. And we made her some and we sent them back to her. And then lo and behold, she said, I'd like you to be on my show. <laughs> and at that point it was the first, it was the Martha show. We went on the Martha show. She just recently gotten out of jail and it was an interesting time for her I'm sure and she was so 
incredible. I cannot say enough because about right before five minutes before the show started, I said, actually, you know what? This isn't my bag. I am not going on this show. I don't want to be on TV. I, this is not my thing. Like I'm not, I'm just a housewife in Seattle having a great life. And wow, digging my heels, digging my heels, all the different excuses. And she held me. If you look at the clip, she takes her, puts her arm around me. She holds me the entire time because I was exiting and she couldn't have been more loving. And at any rate, we didn't know what happened to us. We got, we probably got, I think at that time, that was in 2004. And I think we got 12,000 or 18,000 orders. Oh my gosh. And, and we were tiny. We were making maybe, I don't know, maybe 40 a day. It was crazy. We didn't know how to deal with it. It took us five months to get out from under. All the people that ordered were lovely. And we'd write them notes and say, well, you have to wait another week or another three weeks. It just really put us on the map. But it was Martha's appreciation of the heart behind it and the heart behind the customers that really made that whole combination work. She really understood the power of color and light and simplicity and design. It was just powerful. It's an amazing story, Lee. And <laughs> it is. And here you are 19 years later with nine stores, an online store, $21 million in revenue, an award-winning entrepreneur. Congratulations for that. Mm. What I think is even more special besides that success is that Glassy Baby has donated more than $10.5 million to charitable organization, The White Light Fund. Extraordinary. How have you done that? And what does that money support? So it's actually, it's, we have to call it the Glassy Baby White Light Fund. We support any kind of healing. We support animals. We support the environment. We support nurses. Right now, we just gave $20,000 to the University of Washington. We're an organization you can call and say, like they did, we need $20,000. We need masks, and we need them now. There's no red tape. There's nothing. We just write the check and send it. All of our partners know that. We often work our hardest, and our money goes the furthest with disaster relief. I would consider this to be disaster relief. And, you know, we're in the middle of it. We're doing food backpacks for kids who can't go to school. Our normal partners, we're just kind of elevating them to be able to kind of match the severity of the COVID-19. That's one of the things I love about the fund itself is that anyone can call us and we've never said no. We'll just write a check as long as you're a 501c3. We really generally give to things that help anything heal or the, or the planet heal. And, and I have to point out that when somebody buys one of these beautiful candles, these votive candles, $3 of the price yeah, yeah. automatically goes right off the top to the Glassy Baby White Light Fund. doesn't even come into your coffers. It goes directly to that organization itself so that you can make a difference. Fantastic. And I love the tagline, too, for Glassy Baby, one of kindness. Yeah. How'd you come up with that? How'd you come up with that? Well, <laughs> a friend of mine came up with it. He's helped us a lot. He's in Chicago. It kind of works for us because they're all one of a kind and it's kindness. And we have had that tagline for many years and a lot of companies using kind and kindness now. And I just think it's a nice, it's a nice name. It's a nice so, word, isn't it? It's yeah, a nice it's word. a really nice word. <laughs> you've come certainly a long way from that production studio that you started in. And more importantly, you found a way not only to be a survivor or cancer-free since 2001, but you've helped so many other people along the way. In your opinion, what is your definition of living your best life? I guess the cliche of just being thankful is part of the way I live. 
it's also acknowledging that I'm incredibly lucky and that in order to really cherish and feel the opportunity of that luck contributing and giving back makes it even more life-changing for me. I think that my life would be completely different if I hadn't had the cancer experience. And I think that through all its horror, it also gave me a depth and an awareness that I carry with me every day that I didn't have before. You know, that's the lucky thing I try to share. It's also something that everyone should know that when you trip over something that's magical, don't let it go, whether it's a relationship or I don't know, a lucky penny, whatever it is. I just feel like I tripped over this little, this little experience, which is the colored glass with the light. And, you know, I just didn't let it go. Well, it had a profound impact on your life in so many beautiful ways. And I have to share with everybody that if you would like to order your own special votives and know when you do that you're also helping someone else live their best life, all you need to do is go to glassybaby.com. Again, that's glassybaby.com. Lee, you are literally shining a light into the world and you are making it a better place. And I want to thank you so much for sharing your story today with all of us. I wish you continued good health, happiness, and success. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. It's been a lovely break in this day. Thank you. (laughs) And thanks to all of you for listening in and may all of you live your best life. Until next time, be well. This podcast is brought to you in part by Fast Twitch Media, helping people tell their stories and giving them worldwide reach. The future is in the cloud and Fast Twitch Media can take you there. Be your best digital self. Check out fasttwitchmedia.space.